You're live. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's weekly meeting. As usual, I'm your host, Draith. And again, decent size uh, showing right now, and I expect it to grow a little bit more. So, first things first, got some excellent news. The mobile wallet is going to be released for open public beta next week on Wednesday. Between then and now, if you've already donated to one of the fundraisers we have going on, whether that's the I2P fundraiser or the uh, fundraiser for Forge, um, just DM me and you can get access to the mobile wallet right away. It's for, currently for just Android, unfortunately, until we get somebody to port it over for uh, iOS. But if you have an Android and if you already donated or you're going to donate, go ahead and do so, PM me, and then you can get access to the mobile wallet. Now, the other cool thing is that Cax has made a video on how to use the mobile wallet, which is absolutely fantastic. Already watched it, he's made some edits, and it's just amazing. So, Cax, if you want to go ahead and post up that video, more than welcome to. And I believe he'll probably be posting it in the uh, meeting chat. And then um, we'll come out with an announcement with it soon. But this way, the whole reason this was this came up was because um, we still obviously would like more donations toward those two initiatives. And uh, we felt like this is a great way to actually push for that to get, you know, kind of like instant access. You can, you can donate for instant access, basically. So... Uh, let's see. Oh, so I believe that this happened just after the weekly meeting last week, but we hit a milestone thanks to Fishy's huge donation. So now development has begun on the I2P portion of, uh, of uh, the fundraiser. So Radix is currently working on building I2P into Komodo, which can then be pushed down into Pirate. So we have enough funds to get her to start doing that, and that's what we did. So she's currently working on that now. Let's see, what other news is there? For those, for those, stuff. For those that haven't contributed to the I2P, but have contributed to the mobile wallet uh, you should know that i2p is is groundbreaking amazing technology to be combined with amazing privacy other pri amazing privacy technology right so this is like this 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 was huge when monero said they were going to do it uh i think they did not end up implementing covery they implemented i think uh, uh i2p yeah, um, but still, I don't think that benefits I2P, which is uh, which 
if it's mutually beneficial, I2P will love us just as much as we love them, right? Because every user in I2P is another, you know, layer of encryption that gets put on kind of like, uh, you know, our, our blockchains. So, uh, you know, I mean, you know, if you, if we need, if we want, so we built Galleon OS, right? Or we built GoShip OS, we're building Galleon OS. Uh, to protect the user, right? So, so we have like an amazing privacy set. It's really, really high, right? And then uh, there's a big problem. The problem is, is that you know you could go higher if you wanted to, but the bigger problem is on the user end. The bigger problem is the user, right? They they're not secure. They got passwords underneath their their keyboard, right? Taped to their monitor. Right? You know, they have, they have malware. They got key loggers, right? This is a huge problem. Uh, that, that's thought, the, that's a bigger that's a bigger concern than you know how private, uh, how high your anonymity set is, right? That's why so, I keep my password under my keyboard. <laughs> it's called a clean desk policy, right? Man, yeah. the program. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so yeah. So we built we built Pirate OS to protect the user, the user's end. And I2P will, you know, really do that a hundred times more, even better. Uh, even better than Tor could do it, even better than VPN can do it. Uh, so, I mean, in combination with VPN, it's really good too. But, uh, yeah, we'll have, you, know, we'll you guys should understand. We'll be having a discussion on I2P tonight too. I just want people to understand, you know, donating to this is a really, really good cause. This this completes this completes the security factors on both ends, making it anonymous on our end and anonymous on the user's end. That's all. Cool. Yeah. And like I said, um, I think Dream Tim has gotten his voice back. I believe maybe. So I think he'll be uh, talking about I2P, basically asking loose questions on it and stuff and. Me as well, because I know a little bit about it now, thanks to. I just did. I did. I just did some. I just did some research, and I have a bunch of stuff to say. Um, cool. But but just like you know facts, without having to you know read through all the bullshit of ClearNet and and uh, you know how how it was built and history. Even though it's it's interesting that every every uh, you know everybody on the team is anonymous, uh, which is yeah. one of the reasons why they, they have trouble getting funded. Which is one of the great reasons why uh, they should be working with us. But we'll talk about that later. Ab absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Um, I'm just about finished with creating a static site for something, for putting it somewhere that I can't talk about. So basically, it's a, cl it's a cleaned up, stripped down static website. Of version of our website, so that'll be placed somewhere, uh, hopefully in the near future. So that'll be something to look forward to. Um, nice. Yeah, had to had to bust out my. Yeah, I had to bust out my old school uh, HTML coding from way back when. That was fun remembering all that. You dusted off your uh, Dreamweaver floppy disks?
<laughs> yeah. Like, I think there was like 35 of them or something. Yeah. Aside from that, that's all I got for you guys, really. Where's Dreamton? Dream um, I don't know where he's at. I mean, he's talking about the meeting all goddamn day. Now he's not here. Give him a poke. I did. Whoops. <laughs> Sometimes you got to poke it twice. The first one just, you know, allows for the second one. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, you go, bro. Donkey punch. <laughs> right. Have um um Dread, have you done the weekly update? Yep. Cool. I'm good to go. Okay. So, uh, Lutz, um, can I just ask you the basic question first of all? What is I to Oh man, you're really getting started. Hold on a second. <laughs> he just comes in already full of fire. Well, so basically, okay, let me, let me oh, put a little bit of introduction okay. around this. I mean, you all guys know that we are we have been fundraising for I2P. Um, it is is part of um, of an initiative that Lutz and Andreith have been heading. Um, and, you know, as part of this donation drive comes also work that is connected to the Komodo core code. So if we do bring I2P, then it should really... Um, but to clarify a little bit, you know, what it is for, for those that don't know, Lutz, do you want to give us a sort of an introduction? Yeah, I, I wrote it down because I'm really bad at explaining technology. I, a lot of things work. Can we all hear loot? No. Me neither. Not very well. Okay, just until sort of Lutz gets gets his voice back. Um, I just wanted to say you that this yeah, yeah, we can hear you now. Mm -hmm. Sorry, man. I don't know. It, it it might do it again. If anything, just read what I I sent you. If you can read it for me, that if I cut out again, bro. Uh, so it's a peer-to-peer -peer communications network that takes advantage of the internet infrastructure, but uses end-to-end -end encryption and other techniques to make it to make users anonymous. So this is the users end I was talking about. Uh, it's a layer three. Uh, if if you guys know the OSI model, it's a it's a networking layer protocol, uh, which means other apps could be built to work over it. Right, so your, all the wallets could now have I2P capabilities to work over. 
for the network. Uh, this uh, it handles routing of messaging packets and can handle message packets from any app that connects to it. In other words, I2P can provide anonymous connections for applications. Exactly what I said. Yeah, I2P provides at least uh, at least some protection against the following threats: uh, brute force attacks, timing attacks, denial of service attacks are much lower than Tor, FYI. Uh, external tagging attacks, partition attacks, traffic analysis attacks, central resource attacks. Uh, to defend your anonymity against threats like these, each I2P user runs an I2P router on their computer. This router makes a temporary encrypted one-way connection with other I2P routers. Uh, FYI, Tor uses a bi-directional. Uh, uh, I2P only uses one direction, so one a completely separate tunnel uh, is used to go up and a, a completely separate tunnel is used to go down instead of using one tunnel to go up and down, right? Uh, which is easier to get information if uh, you were to, you know, uh, wire shark or packet sniff or you know, whatever method, right? Uh, so um, all, all messages, uh, this router makes uh, to defend your anonymity against threats like this, I2P user runs an I2P router on their computer. Right. It's a, it's a it's more like it works more like a router, like like your your actual router, uh, which is really cool. Unlike Tor, it's more like just an application. It looks like an application, a messaging protocol. Uh, this router makes some temporary encrypted one-way connections. With it's like a virtual box, router. right? It, yeah. Doesn't it work like a virtual box? Yeah, and you have access to mail and all sorts of really cool features once you have it active, uh, which is you know one thing I I definitely want to get you know, once we have functionality inside Galleon OS. All messages passing along these connections are protected by a cryptographic method known as garlic encryption. Uh, so you heard of onion encryption for Tor, uh, I2P has garlic encryption. What's with the vegetables? I, they're good for you. It's a fact of life. Messages from your computer pass through outbound tunnels to other routers and are received through inbound tunnels of other other routers. The length of each user's inbound and outbound tunnels is under their control. So you control everything. Uh, you can control the balance and anonymity, the latency, the throughput and reliability uh, to serve your own tunnels with more provide greater anonymity, uh, but result in reduced reliability and throughput, right? Because they, they do have to go a pretty pretty long distance. Uh, typically, you know, there's a, a timeout over TCP/IP. I believe it's 15 hops is default, while increasing latency. Uh, uh, note, however, that a user has control only over the length of his or her own tunnels. The owner of the destination controls the length of these tunnels. This means that the characteristics of the total connection between two users of I2P can vary greatly. So, so I mean, from, from all of this that you're saying, Lutz, is it safe to assume that I2P takes sort of privacy to the next level? Um, is it complementary to Tor or is it an alternative? Uh, it's it's an alternative. Uh, Tor does other things that are 
that you know does other things better than this. Uh, like web browsing, they suggest using Tor. Uh, but you know, if you go to, they they also both have uh, websites that could be created. Uh, I2P has Eep, and uh, Tor has Onion websites, right? But Eep Eep sites are a lot faster. Uh, also, that's another benefit of I2P is that it's a lot faster than Tor. If you were to download a torrent over I2P, uh, it would it would boggle down all the users on the network. They'd all get very angry at you uh, if they knew it was you, right? Uh, so it's it, it would be really slow. Uh, I2P is extremely fast, and you know, considering the notary nodes and the stuff that we need to get done over I2B, if, I2P, if we were to you know, implement everything on I2P, uh, we would have the bandwidth to do it with I2P, right? Uh, you know, and, and you know, also help the I2P project this, at the same time, because now we would increase the I2P uh, reseeding servers uh, tremendously if it were to be put on something like our OS with the wallet. So, uh, but, you know, that, that's just stuff in my head. Did I answer your question? Yes, you did. Thank you very much. So you mentioned um, extensively in the beginning protection from attacks. Why is that so important? Um, well, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a president, or owner of a, a CEO of a company. Uh, you could you could be the the guy that owns the pharmacy down the block. Uh, you know, you could be targeted for. For whatever the reason, somebody might just hate you. It could be your neighbor. It could be your neighbor just wanting to target you because you know you you, you mowed over his lawn or something, right? So it, it does It's 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 extremely important to make sure that you are protected. There's it's really easy for somebody to get into somebody else's network. If it's your neighbor, he's probably going to check out your Wi-Fi and crack the WPA key, right? Uh, or hell, just go into your house and you're not directly. Uh, or uh, if you were, uh, you know, a CEO of a company, then that would take a lot more resources. And resources is a big deal when hacking somebody. Uh, you need money to hack somebody and get their information. This is why when people like sometimes I get people like, can you find out what you can about this person? It takes money to do that stuff. Uh, you know, and, and it takes my time. So right. So we, we that's not something that that you want to. You, you want to open it, but you always, fact is, you always want to protect yourself. Plus, no we, what, we, know, we know that the Tor Foundation is suffering, well, the Tor in general is suffering from a lot of DDoS attacks, right? Uh, that's, they, yeah, they're, they're, they are, they have a high amount of denial of service. Uh, but, you know, also, that's not really the, the, the fear of using the Tor network. It's it's that um, you know us that don't like government. Uh, that's everybody's everybody by uh, using uh, what are they exit nodes? Uh, the 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 input nodes and exit nodes are are mo a lot of them are honeypots, and they're and they're cop and that's the biggest flaw in in Tor. Right and. Okay, do, uses gateways, but do, it's more decentralized. Would a Tor address work on I2P? Uh, it, it, if you're using the, the Tor browser and you're on the clear net, yes. Great.
Uh, I was talking to me about Tor uh, a couple of days ago, and he was saying something about the nodes. Like, are is Tor actually compromised by the government, or like, what's like the extent that you know? Well, yeah, you, there's no, no actual facts that I could give you, but you know, I'm telling you that a lot of people are staying the fuck away. Uh, the, the problem with okay. DDoS attacks is it could come from multiple areas. You know, it's it's not defined clearly where they're coming from exactly, but, you know, there are big... It's stated on their website pretty clearly that if it, you have some protection, uh, you have a pretty decent amount of protection, but they do not... Uh, I mean, they basically make it clear that if a state or a large government or a very large organization uh, with enough resources is after you, um, that will not protect you. And is it safe to say because the KGB, because things like Cloudflare, for example, or protection systems like that are not available in Tor, right? So is that something that plays a big role in, in, in there not having enough? Well, well, that and it's what, what Lutz was mentioning. The exit nodes are highly monitored and there's a limited set of exit nodes. I mean, it's not like it's some astronomical uh, between between in, uh, ingress uh, ISP traffic, which with PRISM and the other tech we know about, uh, is actively being tagged and monitored and meta, uh, meta flag. Um, you add that with the exit nodes, and it's pretty easy to determine who went in and who exited for a large amount of traffic if someone has enough resources. That's just basically how it works, is from my understanding. Yeah, so I think these, these are some very, very good points to understand a little bit more about, about IT. And, and again, there's so, a lot so, of technical details there, so it's not all black and white. I don't want anybody to misunderstand and yeah. take everything I say with a grain of salt and, you know, do your own research and never assume anything. That's the most so, important thing, never assume anything. I, have a, I wrote down some, some stuff I found, uh, you know, scattered across the Internet. Uh, you know, I2P versus Tor, the differences. Do you guys want to hear real quick? Yes, please. Yeah, sure. Sure. All right. Tor relies on a set of trusted directory servers in relays. Services are included in the Tor installation. Although you have the option to configure Tor to use different directory services, if you wish. Uh, hold, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Sorry, guys. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, the, ad the address of servers in the install. The addresses of these servers are included in the Tor installation. And although you have the option to configure Tor to use different directory servers, if you wish, uh, I2P uses a distributed network database instead of a trusted directory. Uh, the I2P approach is more secure since there are no fixed points the directory servers to attack. Uh, Tor, uh, so that, that's one big difference right there. Uh, so it's more decentralized at the end, uh, which is the, the biggest flaw in Tor, right? Uh, Tor uses, Tor, uh, another issue, uh, difference, Tor uses two-way encrypted connections between each relay, while I2P uses one-way connections between every server in its tunnel. The I2P approach means that an attacker needs to compromise twice as many nodes in I2P as it does in Tor to get the same amount of information. But while Tor is always, uh, while Tor always uses three 
relays to cross a network. With I2P, the number of hops between two points vary, is variable. Uh, so you, you could adjust that uh, where it's always three, no matter what, with Tor. Uh, accessing I2P site hidden services is faster than accessing Tor onion hidden services. Uh, while, while both Tor and I2P provide access to the ClearNet, as well as hidden services, their emphasis is the opposite. That is, Tor is primarily for accessing the ClearNet anonymously. I muted Wookie, I'm sure he's not aware that this is happening. You gotta server me. Now I just muted him for myself, right? Yeah, exactly. Sure about that. No, good. Uh, I, I did that the first couple times too. Uh, while both Tor and I2P provide access to the clear yeah. as well as hidden services, their emphasis is the opposite. That is, Tor is primarily for accessing the ClearNet anonymously and secondarily for accessing the hidden onion services. I2P is mainly for accessing hidden services and transferring messages anonymously with ClearNet access secondary. So it's not dedicated towards surfing the internet. It's more, it's more dedicated towards your anonymity. Uh, Benefits of I2P over Tor, uh, it's uh, designed and optimized for hidden services, which are much faster than Tor, fully distributed and self-organized. Uh, peers are selected by continuously profiling and ranking performance rather than trusting claimed capacity. Uh, it's kind of like the way uh, the new file clone, I think. Uh, flood, flood fill peers, directory servers are varying and untrusted rather than hard-coded. Uh, small, small enough that it hasn't been blocked or, or dosed much at all. Peer-to-peer uh, -peer friendly. Package switched instead of circuit switched. Uh, UD-directional tunnels instead of bi-directional circuits, doubling the number of nodes a peer has to compromise to get the same information. Counter-arguments and further discussions. Uh, there are definitely more. Uh, protection, protection against detecting client activity, even when an attacker is participating in the tunnel. As tunnels are used for more than simply passing end-to-end -end messages, uh, Net, NetDB, tunnel management, tunnel testing, uh, you know, and other, it passes all the other different types of packets. Uh, tunnels in I2P are short-lived, decreasing the number of samples that an attacker can use to mount an active attack. Unlike circuits in Tor, which are typically long-lived, plenty of gives them plenty of time to attack you. Uh, I2P APIs are designed specifically for anonymity and security, while SOX is designed for functionality. Essentially, all peers participate in routing for others. The bandwidth overhead of being a full peer is low, while Tor, uh, the client nodes, don't require much bandwidth, they don't fully participate in the mixnet. 
uh, integrated automatic update mechanisms, both TCP and UDP it uses. And I'm not sure if this is an actual benefit, but it's written in Java. Uh, I think uh, Tor is written in C. I think this C would probably be a better way to go, but um, I, I, I'm not a pro. I agree I'm with you. Sure I actually say that's the, the reverse of what you, you know, I would say C is actually better. <laughs> right, right. So, so Tor is written in C, which is probably the better way to go. As, as far as coding something, right? That, that's the only issue there. Um, okay. So, so, so just, just a couple other things real fast. Uh, there's other potential benefits to I2P that's not implemented yet. Uh, defense versus message count and analytics. Uh, I'm sorry. Defense versus message count analysis by garlic wrapping multiple messages. Uh, also, you could. Uh, def these are just things to think about. Defense versus long-term intersection by adding delays at various hops. Uh, so you can actually add delays, which could be useful in, in like, uh, you know, when, when, you, when you have an app that, you know, you want to send something across uh, and, and you want to, you know, just adjust maybe a timing issue. Right? In, introducing timing variation is actually a mechanism for increasing security and privacy. It, it randomizes your entry and exit to the system. So on top of the meshing included with your an intentional delay, one could obscuciate their entry and exit points better. Thank you very much. Awesome. Love you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not good at explaining. I just know, you know, when I, I, I just think, oh, man, this is cool, you know, after I, I read all the points you know, and, 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 it, and I understand them for a second. Uh, there, there's one more thing to think about uh, that has not been implemented yet. Uh, with the I2P, various mixing strategies at the tunnel level. Uh, example, you could create a tunnel that will will handle 500 messages a minute where the endpoint will inject dummy message if there are insufficient messages. You know, create, making an obfuscation. And, I, there's some really cool things, you know, I, I could, I'm gonna list all the benefits of Tor for you guys in the chat, uh, because this is about I2P, but I do have a list of Tor for you guys. All right. And, uh, okay. Um, I said it all. Job. Should should we probably more secure because um, it's all everything in Java sandboxed, uh, where C, you know, you could deal with overflows and stuff. So I was wondering with that. That's a good. I was wondering, Lutz, um, if you can briefly take us over how this I two P integration is going to help pirate. Oh, okay, so, uh, well, it's not just going to help Pirate. It's, it's going to help the whole, uh, everybody in Komodo. Uh, every app that's built on Komodo can now use this anonymous peer-to-peer uh, -peer network to transfer packets across instead of just the Internet, which is what it's doing now. Right? Um, so just, just, think of, just think of the two, the two sides uh, that you need to defend when, when you're thinking of security, right? The, there's the, the client side, right, the, and the, the node side, right? Now, the node side is very secure. Your, 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 your infrastructure is, and uh, you've got great firewalls up and, you know, all sorts of, uh, you know, protection. Uh, but what are you going to do if the users 
are not are not doing you know are, are opening emails randomly uh, with spam on it and uh, you know getting malware and you know the, the guy mopping the floor could read the password on the the user's computer which I've seen uh, on cameras and he he writes it down I mean I I've been in networking uh, I've worked for a company for many years and I, I've just seen so much so much bad security uh, where so so if you think about it like that uh, you know pirate is amazing we have the infrastructure everything's great the biggest problem is the user uh, so all these coins that are in competition with each other for privacy all right great uh, now let's acknowledge that pirate is the most anonymous and now we have that all right and now how are we going to protect the user from himself right uh, it's it's laziness humans are lazy uh, I, I am admittedly myself I you know, so, uh, you know, how are we going to do that? And, and how, so, so everything that Komodo builds from now on could be uh, set up to utilize the I2P network, making it extremely hard for anybody to hack a user if a user is on the receiving end uh, using, using Galleon OS, you know, our security system. Very good. Thank you very much, Lutz. That that was that was very, very well put and very well explained. And thank you for taking the time to put together all those points as well. Um, do we have any questions now um, for Lutz or anybody else in regards to the I two P project? No. <laughs> so Cax is asking when it's going to be implemented. As far as we know, work has already started. Pirate Queen Jane has been Radix has been very. She's been very um, cool in that. You know, as soon as we got just a few funds going, she started work. Is that? I think I'm correct in that, Dreth. There's no, yeah, you are correct. There is no real timetable at this point in time, just because the amount of work that needs to be done is somewhat unknown to her at this point. So the moment she starts making more headway and figures out the full scope of things um, and how to implement it, then, you know, then she'll give me an actual time. Okay, so I thought I, I hope that answers sort of your question, Cax. We don't know exactly when it's going to be implemented, but we know that, that work has commenced. So, I mean, it is complicated stuff. So, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to to give updates to the community soon. Brilliant. Um, any any other points or other questions? No. Um, sorry, sorry about that, man. I got this. I don't know what the fuck's up. They think it's my Bluetooth. No, no problem. We can hear you. Uh, I've been missing for like the last five five minutes or so. 
All right, okay. <laughs> um, well, you didn't miss that much, but um, we just discussed a little bit about the I2P implementation date, which we don't know when it is yet, but we know that uh, work is underway. Um, the other thing I wanted to sort of give you a preview about is quite possibly we will have a chat with one of the devs um, from Koinomi um, in a, one of the following meetings. Um, he's a guy who's very involved in security and privacy and, and other things, and obviously he's a dev working for a very large sort of uh, wallet in, in the crypto space. So that should be a cool discussion. And we have a few other subjects sort of coming up uh, in the following weeks, um, which should be of interest to everybody, including, you know, DVPN, hopefully, um, plus a couple of other things um, that we want to cover, um, such as IPFS and a few other technologies that are going to be presented in, in, in the Pirate OS. Uh, I wanted to ask a question about about I2P implementation. Um, is there any any uh, known blockchain project that has implemented I2P so far, or is I th uh, I think I think Verge. I think I'm not I'm not one hundred percent sure about it, but I think Verge has. They're not as anonymous as. So other than Verge, uh, if, when Pirate and Komodo implements it through Komodo, it's going to be the first uh, anonymous cryptocurrency to implement I2P technology. Right. It's the first and uh, private by default currency. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I, I got to look at I got to look more into this I2P zero and how Monero uses it. I, I didn't do that. I haven't had a chance, but uh it might oh, no. we, we might be we might be the first we're definitely the first to implement z to z transactions over yes Dia diablo is right i think that monero is also has a has a project called i2p0 which is some kind of connection between a, monero and or not it's a standalone version of i2p oh, okay yeah, so in the sure case of monero did, is it a project or is it something that is working right now? Well, it's, it's a, it sounds like they forked it. So basically, you know, from what Dreth said, they forked I2P and created a version which is just on their own to create a zero dependency installation of I2P to, to bundle it with Monero. Uh, yeah, so that sucks. So that, then it doesn't really work with the actual I2P network. It's their own forked version. So, you know, what makes I2P special is the more users, the more encryption you So we want more you people to use the actual, you know, original I2P network. The Invisible Internet Project is called. So I have another question. Maybe it's kind of stupid, but once it's implemented, will the, uh, uh, the pirate nodes have to run uh, on this network? all together or how would that work i don't think so i think they will be able to connect to it and and you know people who utilize that network will be able then to to grab a connection directly okay okay so it's, it's not going to be like a mandatory 
implementation for uh, uh, all the nodes. Uh, and maybe what I'm saying doesn't make sense, but I I'm trying to picture it, uh, how the, the, the pirate blockchain is going to run on this network and what are the requirements. I don't think it runs on the network. I think it connects to both of the networks. The KGB maybe can can correct me. Okay, so so every time there's a transaction, for example, uh, someone is going to connect to the network, send the transaction, and then get out of it, or something like that. Loads. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'd have to read more dealing... before I can comment on that. I'm dealing with the, with family issues here. I, I didn't hear that. No, Okash is, is asking how this is going to work if the, all the nodes of Pirate are going to run on I2P. Uh, and I said I don't think well, so. I it, think it, it, I2P is, you know, they, they can connect the nodes with the I2P network as they can connect the nodes to the Tor the network. Connecting to it, yes. Uh, all the wallets will need to add that the it'll it'll need to add that functionality to the wallet once the wallet has the functionality yes you could connect to it uh but it's it's uh, it's optional uh you don't have to use it it'll still use the regular way uh if we could do it mandatory that would be awesome uh but i don't i don't think that's the case yeah again it's a like like well okay it's starting to actually come together for me loot so if it's a dynamic node trusted node list then as nodes participate or do not participate, they would be removed from the master list, I imagine. So overall, uh, if you turn it on, you're participating in the mesh network. If you turn it off, you're not, and neither is anyone else using you, is the way I would understand that. Right. Randomly using different okay. people, yeah. Okay. Um, but but every, every, everybody, every application would need to be modified. So anything that's currently working now has to get modified to work with I2P. Just like any wallet would have to be have Tor capability to work with Tor, which most QT wallets have, you know, for many years now. Is that clear, Okash? I think so. I think so. But I, I guess it's 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 a it's a bigger discussion. It's it's not something that you know, uh, can be, uh, there's no, let's say. There's no negative. There's no negative to everybody using it, if that's what you mean. Everybody can use it. The more people that use it, the, the better it gets. And at the, at the same time, it's mutually beneficial to the Invisible Internet Project and the people there. Because in order for them to, you know, uh, you know be better, uh, they, need, they need adoption. Just like Pirate needs adoption. You know, it's, a, it's another technology that needs adoption. So it's mutually beneficial to implement these things in entire technology. They'll they'll probably even you know help us out if we have. Okay, okay, I see, I see. I'm just, you know get a better picture of uh, the whole thing and how how it's gonna work and what are the different layers. Uh, well, the the important thing to think about in on on Kak's question before is that if this gets imp well when this gets implemented it, it will be in the core of the komodo code so you know there will be a lot of updates and a lot of things for that sort of to go through 
like including all wallets, you know, potentially other places. Um, uh, but but as Lut said, is a great ability to have in something that puts us at the forefront of privacy initiatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess you you get you get all the advantages and all the all the protection you can get from the I2P network, which uh, you you actually when you use the the internet, you jeopardize your um, security to a certain level. So I2P will give you a little bit more safety uh, from the uh, from the mainstream internet i don't know how, how to call it yeah uh, so so with your regular internet your isp could see every that modem you have if you're if you we're losing you again loot uh, are you losing me again well, we can hear you now okay now uh, we can so, hear you so the regular internet uh, it's i mean it, the, the the internet service provider you're using could see we lost you again. Uh, 